Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Criminal justice advocates and some incarcerated individuals have filed a lawsuit against the California prison system. What's at issue? Policies, the plaintiffs argue, that illegally discriminate against inmates who prison officials believe are foreign-born. KQED's Tyke Hendricks reports. The lawsuit alleges the prison system, known as CDCR, assumes all immigrants are non-citizens or eligible for deportation and flags them for ICE agents. Sana Singh is with the ACLU, which is filing the suit. She says too often officials make mistakes. One of the people that we first learned about who was impacted by this illegal practice was Brian Bouclay. He'd been a U.S. citizen for over 50 years. CDCR wrongfully referred him to ICE and actually wrongfully even turned him over to ICE and ICE ended up incarcerating him. She says the prisons also deny rehabilitation opportunities to people they've flagged with an immigration hold. CDCR officials have not responded to a request for comment. For the California Report, I'm Tyke Hendricks. Amtrak and commuter rail service has been suspended between Los Angeles and San Diego. This after a landslide in the Orange County community of San Clemente threatened a stretch of tracks that run along the coast. No word yet on when rail service will be restored. Now, if this all sounds very familiar, that's because the San Diego to LA route was just fully reopened after a six-month closure. Also because of coastal bluff collapse in nearly the same place. After Shasta County elected officials changed how the county will count votes in future elections, efforts are underway to recall another county supervisor there. Supervisor Kevin Cry was served with an intent to recall notice during this week's board meeting. Retired Shasta County Public Defender Jeff Gorder explained why the group Shasta County Citizens for Stable Governance wants to recall Cry. You campaigned on fiscal responsibility, ensuring the county doesn't get sued, and on being a uniter and a healer. You've done none of those things. Rather, you voted to throw away millions of taxpayer dollars by relying on the disproven opinions of election denier Mike Lindell and terminating the contract with Dominion Voting Systems in favor of a costly and untested hand count system. 
Since taking office following the November election, Cry has been at the center of controversy surrounding MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell, including taking a trip to visit Lindell last month. The recall group says the trip was a waste of taxpayer money when the meeting could have happened over the phone. Back in February of 2022, then-Republican Supervisor Leonard Modi was successfully recalled. That effort was led by a far-right militia in Shasta County. Central Valley lawmakers are calling on Governor Gavin Newsom to earmark $200 million to help the San Joaquin Valley, which has already seen flooding during this year's storms, and could see even more with the melting of the massive snowpack in the Sierra foothills. A letter sent this week by 12 lawmakers highlighted the need for a greater emergency response to the flooding. In his January budget proposal, the governor cut $40 million for floodplain restoration projects in the San Joaquin Valley. Those projects would have allowed rivers and other waterways to flood in certain strategic places, reducing the risks of widespread flooding downstream. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State, because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randal Fatah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. And now to a preview of our sister show, The California Reports Weekly Magazine. This week, Sasha Coca and Marisa Lagos wrap up their series, Mixed, Stories of Mixed-Race Californians, with a conversation with comedian W. Kamau Bell and his wife, Melissa Hudson Bell. The couple have a new HBO film, A Thousand Percent Me, where Kamau Bell asks mixed-race children about their experiences. A lot of people think that kids can't handle Discussions about race and racism. What do you think about that idea that kids aren't prepared to handle these discussions? Uh, I don't think that's true at all, really. And race is so important to our identities and who we are. And it's really a um, it really affects us on how we move through the world and how we're treated in society. So I think that kids can totally talk about that. And they can have an understanding of race and racism. And to the people who say, well, teaching people, um, kids about race will just make them more divided and we should just let them be kids, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that it's better for them to learn about race and learn kind of what race means and how race affects you when you're younger. Um, rather than later. What do your parents think about that? Yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was watching his face during that, and I was like, he's just thinking, that's my girl. And yeah. then he said it. <laughs> that's 
That's why I asked. Because I'm sitting there watching, like, I could tell they both were like, oh, my God, this is so great. (laughs) On the other hand, though, we're at this very divisive time. A lot of people don't want to have these conversations, are openly rejecting the idea that we should even, you know, be having them. So do you hope that this is an accessible film for people that might still have a lot of discomfort around these conversations? For me, it's about the discussions that come out of it. First of all, I think it is a, it can provide a service for mixed folks who feel like they don't know where to go to have these conversations. And then I think it's also bigger than that, just a service for, for folks who are afraid of these conversations, which is most of this country. You can hear more about mixed race Californians on this week's California Report magazine. Tune in on public radio stations or download the magazine's podcast. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved youth. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health. On the web at 11thHourRacing.org. And that's the California Report for Friday, April 28th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Jim Bennett, Catherine Monahan, Christopher Beal, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Izzy Bloom and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Erica Kelly. Our vice president of news is Ethan Tobin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.